0: yo welcome back everybody welcome back to another episode of the isaiah kid podcast i'm your humble and highly favored host isaiah kid how's everybody doing i'm doing well and i hope you guys are too so as you guys all know it is super bowl week super bowl week now you now i do apologize i'm just gonna apologize ahead because this is a Wednesday episode, but this 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 episode you guys will you be able to get this. This will be available um, Wednesday evening. Sorry for the time, you know, the time mishaps and you know, so and so forth. But uh yes, I just wanted to get that ahead. It's going to come out a little late, you know, late during Wednesday, but um I hope you guys enjoy this. And you, it's a lot to unpack. We got a lot of, like I told you guys last week, it's going to be a lot of quarterback movement and going into the offseason. season. Obviously, I'm going to talk about this Super Bowl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay out my picks. I'm gonna lay out the details of the Super Bowl and so forth. It seems like I haven't been on here for a while, but that was just only Saturday. So I'm ready to get into it. I got a good one for you guys. Let's get it let's get it and i think the and i think the big the breaking news and we're going to start with the breaking news um from this past weekend the big breaking news it happened around saturday um east the east coast time it happened around saturday like nine thirty ish like 10 o'clock almost 9 30 ish that was about the time that it happened uh the and I'm when I'm referring to is the Matthew Stafford trade, the big deal, the big trade, the big like the first big trade um of the offseason really. Uh Matthew Stafford going to the Rams in exchange for three first round pick, well, two first round picks, Jared Goff and a third round pick. Um so that was that was a lot. And I'm going to I'm obviously I'm going to give my take. But I, I, it's so funny because I talked about Jared Goff and his future as a Ram um, on the previous episode. That, that that like the same day that trade happened, my my my, my episode dropped that morning. In the same day, the same day, same afternoon, same evening, and so forth, that trade transpired. And as I was breaking down my previous episode, you know, I was I was breaking down mostly. Like the financial, you know the, the 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 financial stranglehold that Jared Goff practically had on the Rams. Um the Rams paid Jared Goff early. Um he had some success. He got to the Super Bowl, won some big time playoff games, played well in those games as as I must add. But it seemed like last year, you know, this past this past season. The Rams, the Rams, good football team. Still a really good football team. They won a playoff game, and they fell short in the divisional round to the Packers. So we're talking about a really, really good football team with, I think, one of the best young offensive coaches in football, one of the best coaches in football, period, in a championship defense. Now, obviously, the flaws were the offense and the lack of explosion, the lack of big plays, because... If you go back and you look back at that Super Bowl year for the Rams, if you go back, look back at that Super Bowl year for the Rams, 2018, the Rams were able – they were so dynamic offensively, and it all started with the running game and Todd Gurley play. Todd Gurley that year was a league – he was a league MVP candidate. He won Offensive Player of the Year for a reason. He was dominant, and he was the engine. Now that's no that's no that's no slight to Jared Goff, but Todd Gurley made that offense go. That running game made that offense go, and then with playing off of that running game, playing off of Todd Gurley, Jared Goff had weapons on the outside. We're talking about Cooper Cup, um, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and they had that deep play element. And this year, from this past year, I, I watched a lot of Rams games. They they were just missing that over the top element. Now you could argue, you know, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, Rob and Robert Woods. They're not receivers where they get down the field and they beat you over the top. Though they, you know that's not their game. That's not their forte. But Jared Goff, there I, I felt and I saw it, Sean McVay. Throughout the season, was very reluctant with his play calling. It was very conservative play calling, which which was not very. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the Rams offense that we have seen or that we saw get to the Super Bowl. It 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 just wasn't. It just wasn't. And part of that reason was Jared Goff. You know, Sean McVay had lost confidence in Jared Goff because Jared Goff struggled to throw the ball down the field over the top. He struggled He struggled to get the ball over the top. Um, he, he had turnovers, efficiency wasn't there, and then that led to Jared Goff lacking confidence. That led to Jared Goff lacking confidence. Ultimately, that is what happened in L.A. But uh, let, me, let, me break this, let me break this Matthew Stafford trade down a little bit more. I'm going I'm to break it down a little bit more for you guys. So since the Rams have moved back to LA, they have been aggressive, 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 aggressive. Stan Kroenke, Les Snead, Sean McVay—they have not been f- afraid to pull the plug. They have not been afraid to, to 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 do to go to extreme measures, measures where a lot of teams wouldn't go. They, they even they even traded up for for Jared Goff in the draft. They even traded up for Jared Goff in the draft with the number one, at the number one pick, and I'm looking. I, and I play I played Les Snead's clip on, on the previous episode where he was basically going over the evaluation of the roster, and he was you know he said, hey, we we need to make some small tweaks. We're gonna figure out what tweaks we need to make, and they went out and traded for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a talented guy. And, I, and, and by the way, I like this trade. I like this trade for the Rams. We'll see about Dan Campbell and Jared Goff. I don't think Jared Goff is the knee kneecap biting top type. I don't think that's his thing, but we'll see. But I'm very interested to see what Matthew Stafford does in this situation. Because in this situation right here, this is a situation that is built to win right now for Matthew Stafford. He has this is I think this is probably his best supporting cast he's had all like as far as the defense maybe not the offense but the defense it is it, it is damn good it, it was the bad it was the number one scoring defense last year so it, it's a really good defense and then you and offensively you look at the offensive line that the Rams have pretty pretty solid um you look at the running game that they're you know the running game is really good so they' be they'll be able to run the football well they got Cooper cup um they got Robert Woods they got Tyler Higby. they got they got they the what the Rams they have a they have a deep pass catching group and it's really good so this situation is built for Matt Ryan to win but what has been what has been the stain on Matthew Stafford's career what has been the knock the knock is hey you know he just comes up small in big moments you, he he just can't win the big games he just can't win those type of games. And people, and, and by the way, I, I understand that. I, I I do. I really do. And with his talent, he should have accomplished more. But I look at that Detroit Lions organization. What were the Lions before him? The Lions were a, a franchise that went 0 16, um, two playoff wins since 1953. And yes, it, it's a lot to overcome and with his talent, that's why he was the number one pick, but it, it's, it's only so much what you can do. The, the coaching, the, the coaching stability or lack thereof, the, Detroit never had it. Um, his best years were with Jim Caldwell, Detroit fired him. It's so, so, it, you know, he had Jim Schwartz, he had uh Matt Patricia and so forth. Those are the notable names, but, Matthew Stafford, they, there can't be any excuses. There can't be any excuses because you have everything you need. Sean McVay's offensive offensive creativity. You have the weapons. You have a really good de- a championship level defense. There should be no excuse why Matthew Stafford can't win under this situation. There should be no excuse. And for the Rams' sake, this is a steal because that Jared Goff contract was a boatload. It was it was a burden. It was a burden on the Rams, and I'm sure they are glad that they got rid of it. I'm sure that they're gl- I, I, Now, by the way, the Rams have said, hey, you know, Jared Goff's nice kid, good guy. And it's a reason why they were able to pull off this trade because Jared Goff had actual trade value. Like a lot of people still, a lot of teams around the league, a lot of coaches still really like Jared Goff. And that's why this trade was able to pull, be 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 done. So I give credit where credit is due, or I, I don't. Once again, I don't give credit, but I get you know I give props where props are due. But um, they, they have Matthew Stafford for twenty one million dollars, two years, forty three million dollars. So each year, twenty one and a half million dollars for Matthew Stafford. That is, I mean, it's it, you know twenty million, but that is that that is relatively cheap um, in comparison to J- Jared Goff's contract. J- Sean, uh, Stafford is a, he's an upgrade. He's, he's certainly, Matthew Stafford is certainly an upgrade. And he does add the fact that he can make, he can make any throw. He can make any throw. I mean, Goff is talented, but Matthew Stafford is one of the more, ta- he's been one of the better talented quarterbacks in the league for years. In the league for years, he's been that. So I, I I think this should this he should flourish under this Sean McVay system. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. But the rant once again. I I repeat, the Rams are ultra aggressive. They they don't waste time. And in a L.A. market, and I don't think this is coincidental. I don't think the I don't think the Rams being aggressive, and them being in L.A. I don't think those two components are just coincidental. It's no, it's a reason why they're aggressive. It's a reason why Stan Kroenke is not afraid to give up two, two, and three first-round picks and Jared Goff and a third round. It's a re because because first, Sean McVay, Sean McVay has. It, it seems like if you're giving up that much for Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay must really want Matthew Stafford he must really want Matthew Stafford but then like i said it is not coincidental that the rams are aggressive and they are and they are in la when you're in that la market and you and you have to compete with the lakers the dodgers now the Clippers, because they have Paul George and Kawhi and so forth, and, and once again, Steve Ballmer is not afraid to spend money. And you look at the team that you're sharing a that, that you're sharing a stadium with. They have a super a young superstar quarterback in Justin Herbert, and some way somehow you got to be able to fill the seats up. You gotta, and with all these stars, I mean, the Chargers got stars, Rams got stars, but it's L.A and you got to go out and be aggressive and you, you it's star studded. LA is star studded from, from the Dodgers to the Lakers to the Clippers, even Mike Trout, you you got to have stars and even the Chargers have a boatload of stars. Even the Chargers have a, they have a, they have several really good players. I like the move for the Rams and there's no excuse why why Matthew Stafford should not win in this situation. No excuse at all. Hey y'all, what do I mean? Okay, you want some new sportswear? You want some new sports apparel? You want to rep your favorite team? What are you waiting for? Go over to the 47 brand. They have up to a 30% sale right now. Up to a 30% sale right now at the 47 brand. They have your favorite teams. It don't matter what sport, what league. It can be college football, it can be NBA, NFL, MLB um NHL it does not matter the 47 brand has it go over there rep your favorite team don't miss out on that sale the 47 brand all right welcome back everybody welcome back and as i already told you guys as i promised super bowl week i got to do a big a little i got to do a little something for you guys so i'm bringing on the M&R show i like these guys i really do and i got and, and get this i have both co-hosts this time so not just Ron Ron yes, and Malcolm. Uh Ron and Malcolm you know tell you know shout out to the people <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, All right, well you know what I mean just like I think my second or third appearance. I mean they, the comments seem to love me on oh yeah that's why I'm back. Um but you know be, you know where to follow us at at mm-hmm. Malcolm Ron show on Instagram and Twitter. We just had a, a new YouTube video dropped today at the M and R show on YouTube. So
0: Malcolm. Yep. Hey, and yeah, you
2: know, since we haven't been able to be on the show, since I wasn't able to be
0: on the show, my name is <laughs> yeah. Malcolm from the Malcolm Ron Show, you know, the, the big personality type guy, you know, <laughs> now, I mean, we'll be able to enjoy what we have to enjoy, so hey, let's go on to it. Let's get it, so yeah, the, you know, both both co-hosts of the M&R show, and they're doing some big things. So... um. I already talked about the Matthew Stafford a little bit. I, I a little bit. I didn't want to give too much because I know I had you guys coming on talking about it. So as we all know, Matthew Stafford he got traded to the uh, to the Rams. That's like the first big, you know, big tra- big transaction this NFL offseason. So or you know, the offseason haven't really started yet, but it started for thirty other teams. But um. So the Lions, the trade details. You know, the Lions gave up Matthew Stafford, and you know the Rams gave up Jared Goff along with two first rounders and a third round pick. Um, first thoughts. Um, like you know, you even one of you guys can start off first. First, just give me your first initial thoughts on the um Jared Goff deal. All right, for me, I, I really think this was a great deal. I, I think that if if you're looking at the
2: Rams' perspective of everything, I think that the Rams. Did a good job of what they was, the situation that we were, they were in. If you think about the Rams, you know, in the division that they're in right now, you got a teams like Seattle, you got teams like San Francisco, and you got teams like Arizona. You look at those teams, yes, it's a very competitive division, but you see these teams, that have a lot of questions going on. With Seattle, you know, you're worrying about Russell Wilson, and then is everybody else going to be able to do good with Russell Wilson? And then, you know, uh, San Francisco, you're worrying about health uncertainty. You're worrying about if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to last the full season for them to be able to be respectable. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the last part is you're worrying about is Arizona. Arizona's a little young. They're coming up. They're not there yet. Nothing for you to really worry about. Now, as the Rams, you already have a built squad. You've been to the Super Bowl before, you know. You don't want to really rebuild again. You really want to continue on doing what you have to do. you got a guy like Jared Goff who you was able to trade. I just think that this was a very good trade. You bring in a guy like Matthew Stafford. And I've seen this in my other show. Matthew Stafford, we could say that Matthew Stafford had a lot of bad records on his team. But the few times that he did have a good record on his team, he had Jim Caldwell as the head coach. Now, Jim yep. Caldwell is an offensive play caller. He's an offensive head coach. So, you give him that an opportunity, which Sean McVay is better than Jim. Respect, a lot of respect to Jim Caldwell, but Sean McVay is a way better version of Jim Caldwell. So, you giving him the opportunity to have a guy like Sean McVay in that defense. I just think that is so, I think it's worth the two picks because the two picks is going to be late, later in the round. It's like you really getting a second round pick. So, I just, I just think that it, it works out. I think Rams really did a good job with the trick.
1: Yeah, um me and Malcolm I can see agree on this one, so I don't want people you know, people think that always goes on. Oh yeah, we, we never. <laughs> so this, this is very surprising. I mean, so I mean, Malcolm gave a pretty good breakdown. I mean, we all we all know, Matthew Stafford has only had twelve hundred yard rushing games. It's like the the Lions, while he's been at the helm, have only had twelve hundred yard rushing games from a single rusher. That is terrible. I think Adrian Peterson and Lydon's career has one of those games, which that says that's, a whole lot. That's insane. To, like, I think the best running back he's probably had was Reggie Bush, Jahvid best, if we all remember him, his little stint for the gutter. So, uh, this team can run the ball. The offensive line is okay, but they run the ball enough where the pass rush has to kind of stay honest until it's third down. This team, we all know Sean McVay, he won't get into too many third longs because he called the right play at the right time. Um, Max everybody's the only play for it. A lot of, like, average to bad coaches. Because, I mean, I like Jim Carwell, but he's not an elite coach. I wouldn't even consider him really necessarily a good coach. I think he could be a good offensive coordinator for a team, but to, to the McVeighs and the Shanahans, and, you know, in this type of, in that type of division. uh, Then he had Patricia, who it was such a bad head coach that he's not even a coordinator anymore. He's just an assistant. <laughs> Damn. But that should just tell you everything. It's you know, like Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson went out. He went out bad. That's <laughs> Patricia right now. So, I mean, we all know. Yeah, it just – I had to get through so much. He also has the most touchdowns, um, I think, thrown – he has the most touchdown passes from a QB that has won zero playoff games. So, we all know he can get it done. And my last thing is I just – I don't ever remember saying to myself, I don't – I think the Lions definitely didn't win this game because Stafford played bad. All like, the top of my head, I don't. I just can't remember any game where he <laughs> lost them the game, though. Like, he, the, he was the one that played bad and they lost. Never.
0: Right, um, I I totally agree. I I you I, I'm big. I'm big, I know the M and R show. I know both co-hosts are big on this. I'm big on it as well. These picks, people kill me when they try to just hunt, hang on to these damn picks. And I, I think with this, with the Rams, super aggressive. They've been super aggressive aggressive since they gone back to L A. Um, you can you can track back and look at. I mean, how did how did they get Jerry Goff? Where well, they traded up in the draft and got Jerry Goff. They, you know, during their Super Bowl year, they went out and got Marcus Peters. They went out and got Nadam Kinsu, add Hakeem Tlaib. Like, they're not afraid to pull the plug. And I think, once again, they went out and got Matt Stafford. Uh, the down the field element that they have been missing all throughout the last couple years since that Super Bowl run, they've been missing that down the field element. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, just didn't have it. He lost confidence. Um, Sean McVay lost confidence in Jared Goff. To that, that's why the playbook was so limited, and Sean McVay can only—he's a great coach, like you guys already said, great coach. But he can only cover up so many of Jared Goff's limitations. And when you're going up against the better teams in the NFC, in the playoffs, and so forth, in these big-time regular season games, you gotta—you like you got—you gotta be able to open the playbook up and be able to beat teams in a variety of ways. And the Rams, you know, defense was great last year. Championship-level defense. Um, they gave up the fewest. They, I think they gave up the, the – be- they were the best scoring defense in football last year. So you just add that with Matthew Stafford, a guy who – I mean, talented as heck. I mean, talented it, It's just otherworldly. I, I, I said earlier, I would love to see him, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers – in like a throw-off a throwing competition because their arms are just otherworldly and you brought it up I, I i had to tell people yes he's he's number one pick yes matthew stafford is talented but you can't i mean who overcomes this lions roster who who overcomes this lions roster no not even barry sanders megatron it's 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 a bad it's, it, Get this! They've had two playoff wins since 1953. Two, two. <laughs> like, and then you you guys already you guys hit the head on the you hit hit the name hit you hit, hit, hit the, um you you guys hit the jackpot. You guys hit the jackpot with the coaches. The coaches' stability. He had Jim Schwartz. He, he, horrible. Um, Matt Patricia. Horrible. He was supposed to be a defensive upgrade. He he led the league in in points given up. So I, I, it's, it, it was a dysfunctional organization. It still is. Now, I'm not sure if Jared Goff is, like, the kneecap-biting type of guy. So good luck with that, Dan Campbell. And
1: Anthony Lynn, your boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony I Lynn. Like, I, I, I wish
1: Jared Goff luck, though. I mean, my, you go yeah. ahead, though. You go ahead, though. Go ahead, Mark.
2: See, okay, I understand what y'all saying about, you know, you know, it's, it's good for one side but bad for the other, but I think that Anthony Lynn, even though he wasn't really a very good head coach, but I think he's a darn good, you know, offensive coordinator. I think that if you really looked at the offense that was played with, you know, Justin Herbert and how everything was, I I really think that it was very good. And I just think that with Jared Goff, he's a quarterback that, that needs a lot. He needs a running game. I think when Dion they have Swift, mm-hmm. bringing a guy like Anthony Lynn, who's able to, I feel like their run game is going to go to a different level now because Anthony Lynn is always good with the running backs. He's always good. He, I feel like he's a running back whisperer because he, everywhere he went, you know, he did good with running backs. And I just think that Jared Goff will actually. I don't think Jared Goff will actually have a bad deal. I think that he's a very decent quarterback, and Detroit got a very solid quarterback in return. And I think that it helped Detroit out in a way because they don't really have to restart over. You know, you're not going to find another guy like Matthew Stafford. And, you know, you can say that you could try. You can say that you probably will. But at the end of the day, it's hard to find a quarterback that will be up to par with Matthew Stafford, you know. And so I just think that they, they did a good job. They got Matthew, they got Jerry Goff. They got two first-round picks, even though they're later. They still got first round picks, so they can build. They're not re- they're not ready to win yet, so they're not expecting to go to the playoffs or anything like that. They're expecting to build around this team, and I just think that they had a good return. I think that Jared Goff will be good because they still got weapons in Detroit. Well, they got to sign back the weapons, but if everything comes back to play, they still got some good weapons in Detroit where they can be able to do what they got to do. So that's why I think.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really scared about golf in Detroit. I'm not going to lie. I think this is really giving Garden Gardner Minshew vibes. I really <laughs> do. I'm, I'm going to be the guy to say. I don't is- oh, know. I, 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 I just think it's a good one. I just think it's a good one. I, like, and then we all know Galladay is rumored not to stay in Detroit. It's supposed to actually be following Stafford. If if that works out, if he decides, you know, in money, probably take a little cut. But I think it's, I think it's no way he's out in Detroit unless they literally make him resign. which they probably would do with franchise tag because they know they can't get anybody else. So <laughs> to make him stay he's, We all know him and Allen Robinson do not want to stay with, with where they're at unless they're tagged. They're probably at the market.
0: Yeah, um, like I said, I don't know if Jared Goff is the. He's more of a California guy. I'm not sure if he's the knee the kneecap type of guy. Where he gets the, you know, biting and all that good stuff, but uh, I, I'm just not sure because I like golf. Um, I was really high. I was really high on golf, but that that I mean, you got to be honest. That Super Bowl team, he played and he played well. He had some memorable games and moments, but that Super Bowl team, the engine of that offense was Todd Gurley, and I think Malcolm, you hit on it. Um, you hit the hammer on it. I mean, Jared Goff needs a running game to be successful. He he just he just does he just he he needs a running game to be successful. Now is he gonna get that in Detroit? I'm not sure. I I, I, I just don't. I, I just it's a lot of question marks with me. I'm not. I, I'm. I don't. I don't even know if Dan Campbell is the guy. I don't. I'm not. I'm not even sure if he's the right coach. So I get your point about Anthony Lynn, but it's just a lot of unknowns. And this Lions this Lions franchise has it's doomed. It's been doomed, even though they got a good return. From Matthew Stafford, it's doomed. I mean, I, I, I know what everybody said about Dan in Cameron about his press conference. But to be Ooh. honest, you need,
2: you need some jokes. You need you need some energy in that franchise. As, as you can see, Matt Patricia really wasn't that energy. You're, you're, you're gloomy, you're down. You just let go uh, head coach who, you know, you thought that y'all was trying to do better by bringing in Matt Patricia. You realized it worse. That's depressing. You let go Jim Caldwell, who gave y'all respectability, mm-hmm. and you're you bring in guy like Matt Patricia. That's depressing, you know. <laughs> I think bringing a goddamn Dan Campbell who's spitting a fire. I maybe it can work, maybe it'll backfire. But you know, I'm putting 50-50 on it. I think that he he has a good staff, and I really think that the addition of Anthony Lynn would really really help out. I I mean, people talk about Anthony Lynn, but Everywhere where he went, they, you know, like if you look at Buffalo, when he was in Buffalo before he went to the Chargers, mm-hmm. they had a good offense, and it was basically a running game, and you know, a lot of play action. And I just think that same
1: thing could happen with Jared Goff; it'll be, it'll be successful on his part.
2: But you know, it is Detroit though, so you know, I can say this, and you never know what's going on. So yeah, but they do need to know a new culture change. I think that Dan Campbell. Has that
1: energy, that passion, that fire that you know that Detroit just don't have, they never had in a while, a long time. So, something different. And is anybody what was was position before? Because he was
0: an assistant coach, he was he's never been a coordinator. He was an assistant coach with New Orleans for years, he was a tight end coach. He got he got he had a stint in Miami. You you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I. I don't know if he's a coach or a wwe wrestler I, like i don't know i don't I, I just don't know i think i remember him playing in the league he no he and he played and he played with the lions he played with the lions but he was on that okay. he, i remember him in the league yeah he was on that owen 16 team oh god just That's if just... if you want to add more salt to the wound <laughs> oh man
1: I, i'm very worried and did, i'm not i biggest fan of hiring somebody that didn't wasn't a coordinator especially an elite coordinator like you have to uh, i don't know like that's why i wasn't when the Matt Lafleur when it first happened i was like right, this man ain't calling plays, he know he call plays. he's still he's like the 26th rank offense of course, he's been pretty good or you know better than expected let's go there yeah but it's just like man but at the same time maybe detroit just wants him to just be literally a head coach and just you just worry about controlling the team, and you hire guys like Anthony Lynn. I'm not sure who, who the D coordinator is off the top of my head. Right um, now. Me, I can't They're think. Right, of it. they went out probably have people like that. And Anthony was a former head coach. I mean, that's not bad to have a former head coach here. Team, I mean, better than Garrett as a coordinator probably, but
2: you know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I can see what you do. with like, you look at New York. I mean, I know it's just like New York is different. But, you know, you have Joe Judge, and I understand that he's been a coordinator for two years, and to be honest, their special team wasn't good. But, um, well, it was like he was a special team coordinator, and he was like a wide receiver coach, which wide receiver coach was, was good. But you seen that he brought brought in discipline, you know. And I think that sometimes players probably just need discipline. And you have a strong – he had a strong staff around him with guys like, you know, Jason Garrett, even though you had – Garrett was – Bill as a first
1: yeah. I it still, it still brought a level of respect,
2: respectiveness, you know, and discipline to this organization that you needed. And I just felt like, you know, Dan Campbell put guys around that he felt like is going to help him out. I mean, I just think I, I don't think that they're going to go crazy, but I mean, I do I think that they're going to be a solid 6-10, 7-9 for the first season, at least. So oh. the defense will have to. Yeah, well, it, it matters with a talent because let, let me stop because if I, if, I, if I see what the receivers are and everything like that, it could be
0: totally worse. <laughs> if they still got the team from last year, it could be a little respectable, right, a little average. It's a, it's a, it's a, okay, and and a, a little bit more about the Rams. Um, They add Matthew Stafford. I think all of us can agree that Matthew Stafford is an upgrade. He's gonna, he's gonna, you know, Sean McVay can finally unlock the offense again. How good is this Rams team? <clears throat> is in? Is there any excuse why Matthew Stafford can't win in this situation? <laughs> I'm not too worried
1: about it because I mean I know I, I watched that, that Chicago game live that he played and throws just making in that game while wow, Matt Patricia was his coach. I'm really just not worried. Like, <laughs> like you were making that those throws in Chicago in December with Matt Patricia as your coach. I'm pretty sure you can figure it out in LA in freaking October. Like, I'm pretty sure you'll be fine. Like, where it's warm. Oh man, it, it, I think like it's going to be such a good fit. And also Cooper Cup. I mean. Applaud you because he's about to go for maybe 1.2k this season. This is this is a staff type receiver, route runner guy, but kind of a tall guy that can run routes. If you still have Robert Woods, one of the best wide receivers at running the ball as well. So I I think I think he should be fine. If he doesn't win, I'm be very disappointed because there's no reason why he shouldn't just get probably 10 to 11 wins. Yeah. I think I think they need one more receiver. I think that they are really missing Brandon Cooks with this one. I think that if they have Brandon Cooks in the situation, you know, you have Robert Williams, Cooper Cup, they're straight. No need
0: to worry about, you know what I'm saying, them not having a chance to go to the Super Bowl or being close to the Super Bowl. But I think they're just one receiver away from being complete. And I just think that Robert Woods, he's a very good receiver, but I just don't see him as the number one receiver. I don't. Okay. And I'm looking at the Rams. I like. I'm. A, I'm really big on them. I'm really big on them. I, I. I thought. I thought they were the only team that were that was built. And uh, you know that was well built and physical enough to go to Lambeau and win. I was wrong. Tampa Bay was that team. Um. <laughs> so I, I take that. But I look at McVeigh. Um. And the play calling. I, I. I'm. So, I'm so huge on McVeigh and Kyle Shanahan, and Sean McDermott these guys really do a really good job at coaching their tails off. Um, I'm looking at this defense. I I still think it's a championship level defense. You you have some key guys. Obviously Aaron Donald is arguably the best player in football. Jalen Ramsey is arguably the best corner in football. You keep that nucleus intact. Um, I like what they have on offense. Cam Akers, he came along pretty well in in, in his rookie year. Um, Solid O-line, not, Quite like Indianapolis, but it's a solid old offensive line. And the receivers, you, Malcolm, you mentioned, you mentioned the receiving core, and they probably missing Brandon Cooks. I think I told Ron this on live. I think the Rams are going to add another receiver. I think they're going to add another receiver where it gives that it gives that deep play, that deep that deep ball kind of action where they can get that element from.
1: It's a lot of fast guys. We got Elijah Moore that's not supposed to go in the first round right now, but he's in the mock draft. Can play, oh, miss. It's a lot. I think, personally, I think they should draft the guy. Because, for one, cap. Two, again, we you, you can find a, especially for a third receiver in the third, in the second or third round, you can find a receiver. Probably, yes, round, probably just like maybe O line in the second round. So, third round, they They can find some guy. Also, they, don't they have Van Jefferson? Van Jefferson, I like. Last year, I like. He's a scrub. I mean, of course, he's rookie season. Of course, he's not one of the, the, Flying where he was last year with the Just Jeffsons and CD and all those guys, but he was still, I mean, still pretty
0: good. Also, you you know, two good tight ends for Higby, yeah, they can play, yeah, Higby and Everett. So, we'll see. All right, and um, we'll be back. Um, we're gonna get into the Super Bowl and get these guys' Super Super Bowl thoughts and their predictions. Uh, should be a good one. Okay, as mentioned before, Super Bowl thoughts. It's Super Bowl weekend. I I, I really do think this is going to be a classic. Um, on on Saturday's episode, I'm actually going to give you guys my favorite Super Bowl moments. Um, I only seen several, but uh, <laughs> I'm only you know 18, but or 19, five, excuse me. But um, I'm going to give you guys my Super Bowl, my favorite Super Bowl thoughts, but. Um, so you guys, Super Bowl, or you know, thoughts, opinions, and predictions obviously. Uh, Mahomes versus Brady, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay. I think we got a really good matchup here. You guys can take the floor.
2: Um, okay, so we do got a very good matchup going on. Uh, uh-huh. On my podcast, we on our podcast we put you know we, this is what we talked about. This is what our prediction, you know. And people thought that Tampa Bay was gonna, you know, stupid. We, uh, Malcolm was stupid, you know. We <laughs> think, think Tampa Bay's going to Super Bowl still. Yeah, yeah. You know it's crazy. Everybody on the show that we all talked about, y'all thought I was crazy, I'm like, right? It's crazy. We all listen to it. It's yeah. fine, you know. is <laughs> you know, the president, and we're gonna talk about the president, you know. We're going to focus on what's going to happen. Now, to be honest, this is just this is going to be an offensive, you know, firework show, you know. I <laughs> think that you have two two very good offenses. And I've I seen that, you know, they said that Antonio Brown might be playing this week. So, if he plays this week, this is it's going to be hard for Kansas City to stop. And if you look at this, I, think that's, I just think that Tom Brady has everything everything in place for him to be able to succeed and actually win this game. I think that his defense is solid. Uh, his offensive line has been playing great these past couple weeks, even from the, even in the regular, last part of the regular season, they've been playing great. The receiving core has been, you know, they have to tidy up. I know they have to tidy up. They've never been here before. You know, Mike Evans didn't even know that, you know, you had to celebrate the championship. <laughs> he was walking off the field. So you know, I think that you know they're trying to come in as their own, and I think that you still you got the running game, and you have to, like you you have the quarterback and Tom Brady. I just think that Tom Brady has no reason to lose this game. That's this is what I think, and I, I just think that I think that Tampa Bay is gonna win this. I think everybody wants Kansas City to win this. You know, it's just a old generation to a new generation type of vibe, which is yeah. very, very good for ticketing and stuff like that, but. I just think that
1: um uh, I really think that Tampa Bay is going to win this one. They're going to come out and win. Yeah. Um. I look at I was looking at the breakdown. I I it seems like Tampa Bay has the better roster, and usually I wouldn't think that if I start talking about hey, it, but the better roster. But you got in Kansas City's also down their left
2: and right tackle.
1: Yes. But I mean they've been down their left tackle. I mean their right tackle, Mitchell Schwartz, all pro right tackle as well for the whole playoffs and Mahomes still play well. <laughs> so I, I mean I'm still gonna stick with my Kansas City Chiefs. But I've picked them since August, September. So I really <laughs> I didn't pick of course you know I'm gonna pick Bucks and Chiefs Bowl. I picked Green Bay sadly in Chiefs Bowl. So I'm already down one, can't be down two at this point I'm, I'm gonna ride that to the finish line. Um but I mean because I think I, I think Cassie still has a good chance. I think I really think uh Mikole going might have a big game. I saw someone tweet that and I really thought about. It. I think this is definitely gonna give Percy Harvin vibes. I know we remember Percy Harvin in the Super Bowl with, with Seattle, how he turned it up or Jacoby Kobe Jones. Think of it as that type of guy as a return so mm. was a deep threat. Also, we all know Carson Davis is a good corner, but against deep threats, he is not. <laughs> that's not supposed to. Be. Antonio Winfield is supposed to play. That is a very key safety that they need back, so he is supposed to play. But I'm very, I'm nervous about that deep ball. I think they can stop the run for Kansas City. They definitely started one because they with all those big boys, Vita Vea, um, JPP, Shaq Barrett, the two linebackers that are good. So I think they can stop the run, but the pass, I'm a little scared of. I think this might be like an Eagles versus New England Super Bowl. Where it's like a forty-plus point each team Super Bowl.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um. I'm rolling with Kansas City. I think my listeners know that. I think I think they know. I'm rolling with Kansas City. I've been rolling this Kansas City train. Uh, I just look at it like this. Patrick Mahomes he's and I know it's it's kind of cliche at this point and it's it's an easy take but he is not letting this Kansas City Chiefs team lose a meaningful game and and what I pointed out was when I pointed out I've seen this I've seen this trend in every in, in, in every Kansas City playoff game since the Mahomes era and they literally go on big time runs, like they go on big, huge scoring runs, and that just—it it seems like it just breaks—it breaks open the game. Um, I, I think Tampa—it it, kind of does. It, it scares me now. I am scared about Kansas City and their offensive line. No left tackle, no right tackle, just replacement. And I look at that front for Tampa Bay. Uh, they've got, they got—they—they bring back Vita Veda. He did not play in the week 12 matchup so i'm looking at jpp i'm looking at Shaq berry i'm even look i'm leaving look at even looking at those linebackers with Levante david and devin white that scares me and it gives it gives me a lot of new york giants patriot vibes where the front four and the front seven of the giants was just game wreckers i i could possibly see that um, but I'm just gonna go with Kansas City. I mean offensively, I w I don't think I don't think they have the secondary, uh, Tampa Bay secondary be able to keep up.
2: That's crazy because you know, we're talking about Kansas City secondary, like no, we're talking about Tampa Bay secondary, but why are we not talking about Kansas City secondary? Why are we not talking about are they able to stop a guy in Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown or Rob Robsky or Cameron Brate? Or you know, like, can I just keep on going on? Like, like I, I just, I mean, I understand, you know, what y'all say. I understand, you know, we were talking about can Tampa Bay stop Kansas City offense? Well, can Kansas City defense stop Tampa Bay's offense? And you just <laughs> talked not. about how, and you just talked about how you know they don't have a right tackle, and like they have a somebody off on the offensive of line. You know, you know, a guy in top both is going to bring the out. You know that he does that. And oh, not against this guy, though. Please do. But you say not against this guy. And, and, you know, it's understandable and stuff like that. But this, ain't this, this ain't Wells no Welker. This ain't Wells Welker. This ain't Wells Welker, but the fact is, like, they don't have the extra protection that they had before. You know? This is a whole different team. You have a, this new player added to the team that Tampa Bay got, and it's players that are gone. From the team that kansas city has you know due to injuries so you have to look at these things and i just think that we are all trying to keep on talking about tampa bay and their defense and what they're trying to hold why can't we not talk about kansas city number one they are close to last in the league in pressure rate so that means hey that means that means tom brady could sit back call his wife tell him what we got to have after the super bowl after the super bowl game Figure out what type of presence do y'all want after I get the Super Bowl, you know, paycheck, And then he can throw the ball to whoever he wants to throw it to. And then, it, it, its I don't, I don't think y'all understand, because especially when they bring more rushers in, and you know Steve Spagnuolo is really going to bring a lot of rushers in. You know, Tim, you know a guy like Tom Brady is going to pick apart that defense when you give him the opportunity to. And so, I just think that we all are looking at Tampa Bay's defense. We should start looking at Kansas City defense playing against this Tampa Bay offense. Because I think y'all keep on forgetting how how very good this Tampa Bay offense is. And I just want to make sure we all understand that. Because you know, I I I'll always be hearing about this Tampa Bay defense. or I never hear anything about this Kansas City Chiefs defense against this Tampa Bay offense with Tom Brady. Oh,
0: okay. And Bruce Harris, and <laughs> Well, the reason why you keep hearing about this Tampa Bay defense is this is the same Tampa Bay defense they gave up two hundred yards to Tyreek Hill. He made it look like Madden, but it was on rookie. It it was it was embarrassing. So I yeah, I am gonna keep asking about this Tampa Bay defense, and and I get it. Kansas City, they don't they don't they don't quite have like the impact players that Tampa Bay's defense have. But I, I look at first. Yeah, they got a couple like you know Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, of course. But okay, fair enough. But I look at the I look at a guy like Steve Spagnuolo. Steve Spagnuolo was don't forget he was a defensive coordinator in that two thousand seven Giants Patriots game in that Giants Patriots Super Bowl. He was defensive coordinator that that schemed up that game plan to slow down the Patriots. I, I'm not I'm not saying he's gonna slow down. I'm not saying he's gonna hold them to 17, 14 points, but I do think Kansas City defense will be able to get enough stops where they they give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes does what he needs to do.
2: I mean, okay, we saying <clears> that, but that's, 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 that's just what. Steve's Steve not stacking those defenses against Tampa Bay, not against Tampa Bay, against Tom Brady. Look at those
1: defenses. They had a very good front four, a very good front four. Oh yeah, definitely. That's not that's not the cheese right now. That's not the cheese, you know. Nah. <laughs> So, Not quite a, I got a good right tackle Tristan Wurst dude, I think he's like, no Fifth rank right tackle By PFL yeah. yeah Yeah So They got it. They have to protect you And
2: the offensive line For Tampa Bay Has been going crazy These past couple of weeks You know So You have to just look at that And I just think that You have to understand that You know, we talk about Speedman No, yeah This boy's gonna blitz But, you know this definitely. I have more trust In Tampa Bay secondary Than I have In Kansas
1: City secondary. That's I, why that. I, I I just I, if, if if we were, if we're predicting to be to be a shootout, I got my arms. Like I just we've seen one coach beat this guy in a shootout and this and it wasn't Bruce Arians, it was McVay. Like we've <laughs> seen one coach beat this guy when he's at 40 points, and it was McVay. And he's had to score fifty-four points with and Jerichoff had no turnover. That was a great game. So, he's probably gonna give you one or two. So he threw three last week. You, he, there's no way to
0: do that again. It's just no way. Um, and you know, I'm gonna go back to Kansas City defense. I, I look at their deep. You know, they played against. They played Buffalo, a a, a hot, but probably the hottest team in the league. I must say. You know, between Buffalo to end the season after that hail mary, they were they were the hottest team in the league. Uh, Stefan Diggs was the hottest thing walking job. I had people telling me Josh Allen was better than Patrick Rose. Literally. I had people telling me that (laughs) I had people telling me that I didn't buy. I didn't buy into it, but that's what people were telling me. And this, this Kansas City defense, they came out and I I was just looking at the coverage and and they don't, like I said, they don't have the big name guys. They don't, not a lot of them on their defense, but, they cover everything. They I mean nobody nothing was a lot of stuff was not uh, was not open. And Josh Allen had the escapability factor. We all know Tom Brady doesn't have that. So I, I just think I'm looking at this, I'm looking at what Kansas City is able to do in, in these big games. Uh I saw I saw them cover up Buffalo and their receiving core pretty good. I know it's not Tampa Bay. I know it's not Mike Evans and these guys and the riches, the just the riches of talent that they have, but that has to count for something. Um,
2: you're right. You're right. i mean, I understand, but you gotta understand this. Tampa Bay offense isn't is the Buffalo Bills' offense. Tom Brady,
0: uh, Josh Allen isn't Tom Brady. I, I um, yeah, that's true.
2: They have a running game. Supposedly. Like, Buffalo did
0: it. <laughs> Not oh, at all. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, at all. No, give, give that guy I the ball.
1: You can get, Fournette has been playing good. You know? oh, <laughs> hey, right, I say right out of hand, man. He that's has. Like, yeah. That's how you could
2: Right out of hand, man. Run that yeah. ball. <laughs> you can you run the ball with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. So it's just, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but you got to understand that I think that we all are just, overlooking Tom Brady and what he has done, especially. And it's just, he's not a methodical quarterback no more, as in what he was in New England. He has Mr. Bruce Arians, who is going to throw that thing. You know what I'm saying? He's going to throw that thing all across the field. Yep. Facts. If he sees a weakness on the field, he's going to exploit it over and over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I, Breland versus Mike Evans is gonna be a dog fight, though. He, he he's gonna be giving up to Mike Evans as, as a Washington four team. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah is any receiver is not gonna beat this guy, Breshar. it's gonna be a big receiver, like Mike Evans. Now, if they had a Tyree kill, i I'd be nervous for Breshar Breland. <laughs> but this actually kind of plays into his hand, kinda, because AB really don't got wheels no more. Sky Miller though, Scottie Miller can run. But was he giving you 15 plays a game? Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's too many receivers. So like, he can't even be like a huge factor. Hopefully, there's no Kevin King because yo, like,
0: Lord that, Jesus,
1: that play was, that. It's just no way that happens this weekend. I'm, I am hope not for the Kansas City sake, at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I just <laughs> I'm looking. Go. Ahead, you can go ahead, Malcolm. You go ahead. Oh no, no. I you, okay, okay. So with Kansas City. I, I, and Malcolm, he he brought it up. He brought it up with uh, you know, Tampa Bay and uh, just the embarrassment of riches that they have. I, I and I get it. Brady, he 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 hasn't been playing. You know, we're over. You're saying we're overlooking. I, I don't think we're overlooking Brady. He's the goat. We we'll give him that. But he this. Let's not let's not get him mistaken. Tampa Bay defense won that Green Bay game. Tom Brady was gift wrapping that game in the second half. He was like, literally, he was gift wrapping. He was throwing the ball up in the air and literally gift wrapping that ball. So I think if Kansas City is able to generate some pressure, which it's going to be hard to do because you like you said, you know, it just seems like everything is flowing for Tampa Bay. But I just think Steve, I I think Steve Specnola and I trust Andy Reid coming off of a bye. He's like 26 and he's at least 26 and five crazy coming off of the bye. I'm going to put my I'm going to put. My money where my mouth is. I'm gonna put my money with Mahomes, Andy Reid. I trust those guys. They're gonna come up with a better game plan and win the game.
2: I like a great plan, but I don't know. You know, because you know, I, I'm putting my money on Tom Brady. Like I've been doing this for all season. I've been making money. You know, you put it on Tom Brady, but you know. Scare money don't make no money. It's like what they say, right? Yeah. And I feel like everybody wants to go straight to what seems like guaranteed,
1: but it's really Tom Brady winning it, is what is going to happen. I just want everybody to know that. Ron? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sticking with cheese. My betting this weekend, I am not because I don't like the spread. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know, it's, it's too close. I don't like I'm not cursing. I'm, I might bet some people. But, you we we know, we're not talking illegal stuff on here right now. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's rare. I do not like that. Like, at all, it's too close. I think what like, seven of the eight last Super Bowls have been, like, a one-score game. Yeah. I guess this is going to be close. This is going to be, like, a 40... Yeah, I think it's going to be a high-score game. So maybe, like, a 30-33 type of... That type of game. So around that type of number. So, uh, it, I, it's going to be close. Who it, who's who have the ball last... Who's trying to ball over? It might be like remember you know, where Peyton and Drew Brees played, Peyton through the one last pick. Like that literally hey, it's gonna be one of them type of things. Hopefully Brady has throw another pick six in Super Bowl, by the way, because god dang, he has a lot of pick in super. Bowl. But <sighs> that does not happen again as well.
0: Oh my gosh. And that and if he throws the ball, if he throws three interceptions, I oh, guarantee you, they will, <laughs> they will lose. They will lose. Yeah, I doubt. Yeah, I doubt. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he will, but, you know. So, um, those are that's the M&R show. That is their picks. Um, I agree with Ron. Malcolm, I I see he's if if now if Kansas City lose, I can know I know who to expect after that loss. I know Malcolm's going to be hitting me up after that loss if Kansas City loses. But, uh, I'm gonna make sure everybody knows. Nobody wants to talk to me when when I
2: when I'm right. Nobody wants to, everybody loves to talk to me when I'm wrong. <laughs> when I'm right, I can't hear from nobody. Not a single peep from anybody. So I can't wait for this. I really can't wait. I can't wait for this next and calls. Now, the Ken City wins, and you know, congratulations, y'all made a very good bet. But scary money don't make no money. I'll make sure y'all understand. And Tampa Bay, please don't sleep on Tampa Bay. Y'all been sleeping on
0: them all, sleeping on them all season long, and they keep on defying expectations. How many much expectations do they need to defy? You know.
1: But, Any final words from from, from the M and R show? Hey, I mean, just, just show up to the page, man. My Karan show, we trying to grow that page. We almost up to like we, we almost at a K on, on Twitter, man. We at like seven hundred thirty. Get to that to a K. We trying to hit five hundred on Instagram. We're not that far as well. So, so we try to, you know, just you know, grow, you know,
0: which we want some of the IKP fan base on the page. Yep. <laughs> they will they will go. They will go. Um, I I I'll assure you. <laughs> um, but uh no, for real. Thank you guys for coming on. Means a lot. Bring you guys on Super Bowl weekend. Um, you guys have some pretty good um opinions and so forth. So um thank y'all and we'll catch you. I bring you guys back on soon for sure. Appreciate really it. No problem. So oh, I had the MNR show come on. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode, this podcast. Um, I'm gonna, uh, you know, Saturday I will be back on once again. I apologize for the late, the late, um, the late upload. I know it's, I know this podcast, this episode is gonna be out later than expected. Um, I, I usually drop it on Wednesday afternoons. It's gonna be more like Wednesday evening. But thank you guys for keep you know, continuing to tune in. Uh shout out once again, shout out to the M and R show for coming on, showing love, giving some opinions, love their thoughts always. Um, real appreciative of that. Always remember two choices, one decision. Saturday episode, I got a good one for you guys, I promise. And I catch you guys on Saturday. Enjoy.